0: So for the past couple of weeks we have been looking at our series Lessons from the Wild Places and so just a bit of a recap um, a couple of points from that Um, First week Ray talked about um, that when we go into the wild places we can confidently go with God and in God When we go into those places that God calls us we do not go on our own and we do not have to be fearful because God goes with us And then last week he talked about in the wilderness we can long for whatever came before, no matter how bad it was because it's familiar and seemingly safe but Jesus ruins us for the mundane. We looked at how the, um, the Israelites spent all their time making just making bricks and making bricks and making bricks when they were slaves in Egypt and then when God brought them out of slavery and they're wandering around in the wild places, wandering around in the desert they wanted to go back to what was familiar because it was familiar, it seemed safe. You know, but Jesus doesn't want us to go back to, to that brick making. He doesn't want us to go back to where we're a slave to the old things. He wants us to keep moving forward into the places that he has for us, into the expenses that he has. You know, and he ruins us for the mundane. If you go back to the old ways, it's not going to satisfy you because you've had a taste of Jesus and of the new things that he has in store for you. So that's what we've looked at. So I've just got a couple of thoughts today about the wild places and the wilderness. So, just a bit of a side note, um, there's actually a difference between the wilderness and the wild places. Okay? So, often when we think of wild places, we think of the wilderness. Okay? We can get them confused. You know, an untamed desert season, where we're journeying almost in the dark, questioning God, Why have you forsaken me? You know? But the, the wilderness is a season we walk when things are hard. You know, maybe you're distant from God, your relationship with him seems dry and lacking. You know, you may feel isolated and carry a huge sense of God. Why have you forsaken me? What are you doing? You know, if this is where you're at right now, I just want to let you know that it's okay. It's a season, okay, and it does have an end. When you keep going through the, when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't make camp there. You keep walking. Okay. In that time um, as young adults pastors, ran right our young adults pastors in Invercargill for about 12 years, um, we came across many students time and time and time again where we heard the testimony of how God had brought them to this forsaken place called Invercargill, what was he thinking, and they had absolutely no idea why they were there. You know, they were feeling um, tested and stretched and isolated, and they were having to rely on God more than ever before. You know, that was their wilderness season. But as we journeyed with them, we saw God do a significant work in their lives. There was a depth and maturity that came to their relationship with God, and they developed a greater understanding of their identity as his children. This could never have happened in another season. If it was a season where everything was going all rosy and perfect, and they knew what was going on, they would never have developed that maturity. They would never have um, stretched that faith muscle. It was developed in those wilderness moments. Okay, the wild places are different to the wilderness. The wild places are a place where God leads us out of a comfort zone and into the realm of faith and total reliance on Him. Okay, it's that place where we get to the end of ourselves and God meets us and calls us out. It's stepping into the spaces He has prepared for us to do what He has called us to do. It's that stretch. It's that, okay, God, I've got to the end of what I can do and what I can offer, and you're calling me out for than this. I'm going to, I don't know what I'm doing right now, I can't see what's happening right now, but you're trusting God, and you know that God's going with you. Those are those wild places. Okay. Have you noticed, um, some of you may have noticed, um that in the past few years, there's been a bit of a movement, particularly amongst the younger generations, about being wild. Hashtag wild and free. Hashtag stay wild. Hashtag wildness. Hashtag be wild. Check out almost any form of social media, particularly Instagram and Twitter that use hashtags. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It all seems quite hipster and party culture-like, but I really believe that God is calling us as believers and as the church, not just church untamed, but the church capable to see out into the wild places. Out of the four walls of our comfort zone and into the wide open spaces of His grace, we have to be dependent on Him rather than our own self-reliance. Now, we've been called into the wild places where our faith is stretched, our roots are drawn down deep into the word of God, and we are pioneering new paths that have not been forged before. For some of this, this will sound like an absolute nightmare. You know, It's scary and unknown, and you may not be certain of what's ahead. But for some of you, it may cause a leap in your spirit you know, of excitement and anticipation. You know that what God's calling you out into. Either way, I just want to encourage you Stepping out into the wild places God has in store for you will be one of the most Rewarding things you do He will not leave you hanging He's not like you're going to meet him with a high five And he's going to go, nah, he's going to meet you there And he's going to exceed your expectations Now, will it be easy? No Will the path before you be straightforward? No Will you have all the answers? No but will you be alone in the journey? No. Deuteronomy 316 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. When we step out into what we When we step out, we do not step out alone. You know, the creator of heaven and earth, the King of all kings walks with us so that we do not have to fear. Now think about it for the moment. The person who created heaven and earth placed all those stars in the sky who has no beginning and no end, who is the king above all kings, walks with you. He cares about you. Not just that person down the road, not that person who think, oh, they're more deserving because they're more holy than I am, They've got it all together. No, no. God walks with you in those places. In the wild places, we step into a place where we are more and more reliant on God. There's a huge element of faith, but there is great reward. Three years ago, God said to us, go to Cromwell, plant a church. Like, what? God, there's great churches here. God, no, I don't want to go back to a small town. No, no. But God calls out into the wild places. And so here we are, 10 months or so in, to Church Untamed. And you know what? It's been a stretch for Ray Ray and myself, for our family. It's been a stretch coming to a place where we knew very little people. We left 14 years of security. We left our home. We left our friends. We left our identity as young adults pastors and children's pastors and Red Frogs leaders. You know, we, we left all that to come because we know when God calls us out, he calls us into something bigger and better than what we already, than what we already know. And there's a stretch in there. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. And we've seen in this time God's incredible goodness. We've met you guys. And you guys have become family. And we know that God is doing a work in and through each and every one of you. And we wouldn't change that. I want to go where God calls me. No matter how wild and crazy and ridiculous that looks, that's where I want to go. But it is scary, I'll be honest. There were days I was like, really, what are we doing? But, you know, it's hard. But God is good and God is so much better and bigger than that. And now we're about to have another stretch. And I'm excited about that because we're going into a new space. Okay. There was expansion and growth in the wild places. As a church, so we're moving into a new meeting space from next week. You know, and we've felt for a while that you know, at some point, we have to start looking for a new space. You know, but when we received the call the other day that you know we need should be looking at going into the auditorium, it was pretty daunting. You know, really. Um, there are, and still are, loads of questions and doubts. You know. Is that space too big for us? You know, how will we fill it? How do we make it work? You know, do we have enough people? But in the midst of the doubt and questions, there is a sense that God is propelling us into that space in preparation for what he's about to do. We only see one page, one chapter of the book, or one paragraph. God sees the whole book. He knows exactly what's in the store. And he leads us in preparation. Isaiah 54, 2-4 says, "Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back. Lengthen your cord, strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid, you will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace, you will not be humiliated. You see, in the wild places, there's room for expansion great expansion, a sense of wide open spaces and freedom room to increase capacity that may be limited in a smaller and safer space see what happens with a, with a physical space is eventually you get to a saturation point and that's that you can't grow any bigger than that than that, build, than that space you can't occupy more and so what happens is numbers kind of shrink back to reflect that. And people shrink back to reflect that. So by going out into the wide open spaces, we're giving us room to expand and to grow. Room to increase capacity that may be limited in a smaller, safer space. In order to grow in capacity, we have to create space to grow. We have to allow ourselves to be stretched. Stretched in our faith. Stretched in our reliance and understanding of the word. Stretched in our understanding of who we are and whose we are. You know, so moving into a new space next week is a stretch. But it also increases our ability to do more, to reach more people, and to impact our town in a greater way. Okay, Now, anybody play sport? If you play sport, you're going to understand what I mean about the stretch, the importance of a good old stretch. So, I'm currently playing with the Trips Unteamed Netball team. We've got the semi finals tomorrow night, which is exciting. Woohoo! We've done awesome. So stoked. Um, the first game, okay, the first game, I used to play Netball along like 20 years ago, and it was the last time I played Netball, but no! I was good back then. Should be right. So, first game, I get there just before we do the start, because I work in Queenstown, and so I'm rushing over to get back for the first game. And I was just like, okay, yep, good to go, had some water. Got my jimmies on. Let's go play netball. Um, social, right? Yeah. Dumbest move ever. Um, <laughs> first pass that we that we had, ran for the ball, pulled a muscle in my thigh. And I was like, I felt it go ping. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. And I was <laughs> like, limping around, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It was useless. Um. It was completely the end for me. It actually, I couldn't, it took me out for a couple of days. Um, my leg took ages to come right, and then um, and it limited me playing next week. I couldn't even play a full game that day, not just because of my fitness, but because of my thigh. And then, and then the following week, I was limited as well in what I was able to do. I learned the hard way that in order for me to be of any use to the team and to last the full game, I had to stretch before I went onto court. You know, you see, the stretch is vital to our health as believers. Faith is a muscle. Now, the more you exercise it, the stronger it is. When we allow ourselves to step outside our comfort zone and be stretched, our faith grows, as does our understanding of God at work in our lives. This, in turn, increases our capacity. As we journey from one season into another, what once may have been a struggle then becomes second nature. Because we've grown into it Our capacity has increased I love the lyrics from the song Oceans The bridge goes Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders Let me walk upon the waters Wherever you will call me Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander And my faith will be made stronger In the presence of my saviour I love that And to me that talks about going out into the wild places More than anything else Jesus, take me to the end of myself, to a place where my faith outweighs my fear. Where my reliance is solely on you and meet me in those wild places. That's how I want to live. I want to live like that, where my faith has no limit. It is not condensed, it is not shrunken, but it is wide and expansive. That it is deep, that it is rooted in him. That's how I want to live. Easy said than done. Work in progress right here. But I know that I know that God meets me in those places, and He will call me out and draw me out slowly into that. You know, and I believe the same for each of you as well. You know, there's incredible freedom in those wild places. You're not limited. You're not boxed. But in the wild places, there's a sense of pioneering. You know, we're doing something new. We're going into the rugged terrain that has not been, um, that's been hardly touched before. That like going hunting out in the wild, you're going off off the beaten track, looking for what it is that God has in store for you, and I love that. But it's not just the wild places where all the awesome stuff happens. Okay, you know we go through wilderness moments, and at time we're like, God, rather be in the wild places rather than the wilderness right now. But significant moments happen in the wilderness. Moses encountered God in the desert. Now Exodus 3 talks about him meeting the, encountering God in the burning bush. So Moses was shepherding the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the west end of the wilderness and came to the mountain of God, Horeb. The angel of God appeared to him in flames, in flames of fire blazing out of the middle of the bush. He looked The bush was blazing away, but it didn't burn up. Moses said, what's going on here? I can't believe this. Why doesn't this bush burn up? God saw that he had stopped to look, and God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. Moses said, yes, I'm right here. God said, don't come any closer. Remove your sandals from your feet. You're standing on holy ground. And then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. When we walk through the wilderness, through our wilderness moments, we're in a position to encounter God. We're at the end of ourselves. We're vulnerable. And we're, we're so desperate and in need for Him. And we're able to recognize it. Whereas if everything is walking good, oh God, I'm good. I don't need you right now. But when you're walking through those wilderness moments, you know that you need God. In Genesis, it talks about the story of Hagar. So Hagar... Um, was a maidservant of Abram and Sarai. Now Abram and Sarai were promised by God that they would have children and they would outnumber the descendants on the earth. But Sarai was barren. And so they decided at the ripe old age of about 91 so you know, well past i wouldn 't want to be having children at ninety one let 's be honest um, <laughs> so you know <laughs> let 's be honest, so they decided that the only way that this was going to happen God must mean for um, for Abram to have a child with their maid and so um, Hagar she fell pregnant, and with abram 's child and that was going to be the, that must be how god 's going to fulfill his promise. Sarah obviously got quite upset with this and decided. Um, she would treat Hagar quite badly because here she is carrying her husband's child I'd be pretty upset with that too, let's be honest Um, so she was quite mean to Hagar and so Hagar ran away to the desert and she was wandering around in the wilderness in her own physical wilderness and in her own wilderness moment going, God an angel of the Lord came and he said to her, what are you doing? Hagar, hey what are you doing? And she's like, I've run away. She's been mean to me. And the Lord says, Go back. Go back. God sees you. God sees you. He sees your child. He sees the mess that you're in. But he doesn't see the mess, he sees you. Go back. In Genesis 16, 13, it says, She answered God by name, praying to the God who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. I love that. I think that's probably my favorite passage in the entire Bible you are the God who sees me now God sees us in the midst of our mess he sees us in the midst of our wild chaotic situations he sees us in the midst of our sin in the midst of our shortfalls and he doesn't see those things he sees us he sees his child who he has created who he has called who he has purposed And who he loves. The one he gave his son's life for. He sees us. You are the God who sees me. In the midst of our wilderness seasons, we may feel that we are walking on our own. But we're not. God is in the midst. He's walking in no seasons with us. We are not alone. He sees us in the midst of that wilderness season. And he will meet us there. Just as he met Moses. He will meet him. He will meet us here. So two very opposite seasons. Wilderness and wild places. But two very important seasons. I don't think you can go into the wild places without having experienced a wilderness. And and we're gonna Go through wilderness seasons throughout our life. Light happens. It's how we choose to walk through those seasons that will make us or break us. We can choose to heavily tantrum and go, God, you suck. I'm done with this. And walk away. Or we can choose to go, God, okay, I don't know what's going on here. But you are God who sees me, not my mess. You are God who created heaven and earth, who created me, who knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. Now I love that. God knew us before we were created in our mother's womb. He created us. He designed us. He purposed us. That tells me that you are not an accident, that I am not an accident. He purposed us. He knew us before. He had designs for us and a love for us. I love that, you know, not an accident. So when we walk in those wilderness seasons, how can we believe that he will abandon us and he will leave us? You know, he is with us in those seasons. So we're just going to go into a bit of worship. But I will encourage you, whatever season you find yourself in today, know that you are not alone, that God is with you. You know, if you are stepping out into wild places, we'd love to stand with you and pray faith and pray provision for you. To pray and um, a wisdom for you as you step out into those things. If you're going through the wilderness today, we want to pray with you and partner with you that you will know God's grace. That you will know his presence in that place. And that you will know his leading you out of that space. Okay. So Father, I just want to thank you for each person here. I thank you, Lord, that no matter what season we find ourselves walking in, you are with us. You see us, and you are with us. I thank you, Lord, that these seasons are significant in our lives. And that you will use them for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.